Hello and welcome to episode 294 of the Yellow Oil I'm your host Stefan Butzko and today we will preview Borussia Dortmund's UEFA Champions League match away to Slavia Prague. And I'm joined by Jan Pikus from Prague and he is an editor from the magazine eurofootball.cz. Hi Jan, how are you doing? Hi there, uh, I'm fine and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's match against BFB. Yeah, so am I, to be honest. Um, right now, because of how the, uh, the math works, Slavia Prague are top of Group F. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with uh, one away goal away to Inter Milan and um, I think if we look at overall form together with Inter from the four teams in the group they are probably in the, in the best league form they are first in the Fortuna Liga with uh, nine wins and two draws after 11 match days and have only conceded two goals mm -hmm. so um, that looks very bright um, the uh, Sinobo Stadium is a 20th thousand seater and also looks like a, a terrific ground to play Champions League in so a lot of things to look forward to um Jan but first I would just in general ask you about Slavia's form um I can obviously read the table and such but um I haven't seen too much of their football so maybe they are successful but uh the results may belie their form so um how good of a run is Slavia in right now? Well, I think the shape uh, is quite good. You know, as you said, uh, they're winning most of the matches. They don't concede many, many goals, which was a big question before the season because uh, two centre-backs uh, left for Belgium clubs. And so some of the fans were afraid uh, that it could be a problem for Slavia defensive play but it isn't because they conceded just two goals and I don't know how many ma matches so the defense and also the goalie uh, are doing a great work and when you're asking if it's uh, if it's maybe a, a good time to play uh, against Dortmund in Champions League there was a great uh, quote by Jędrzej Trypyszowski which is who is the head coach of Slavia What he said on press conference after the latest league match that there is no time uh, which is uh, suitable to play against BFOB because uh, he has a big respect for BFOB. He even said that uh, he thinks that uh, Dortmund is the toughest opponent from all of the three. Uh, he is much more, I don't want to say afraid, but uh, he thinks that it would be a tougher game that, uh, than against Internazionale and against Barcelona. And maybe I would say a kind of kind of funny thing. He said that someone from his coaching staff said to, to Trypyshovsky, "Well, BFB are playing kind of the same game we are playing, but the quality is like five times higher." So I think the Prague side is really looking forward to the game, but also has a big respect, and maybe it could be a, it could be a good message and good thing for Dortmund fans listening to the podcast that for them BFB is maybe a bigger opponent and tougher opponent than Barcelona because of their style, style of play so how would you describe Slavia's style of play well it's all about running 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 uh, when they play against Chelsea in the quarterfinal of uh, Europa League uh, this spring Maurizio Sarri said and okay we can say that it was more expressive than it had to be but it was uh, kind of true that he never saw such an active and such a dynamic team as Slavia you know because 
we can be uh, we can be honest. Uh, Slavia doesn't have quality to play against Sevilla or Chelsea or BFB or anyone or Inter and play like okay, we will see who will be better. No, uh, Slavia play with system. Uh, it's not about uh, individual qualities of players. Uh, of course, there are some who are better than, than the others and they are leaders of the team. But the first thing is system. Uh, and the best uh, proof, how I can prove it to you, is that there was a Romanian guy uh, called Alexandru Baluca in the squad. And he's a skilled player. When you see him, it's, it's a pleasure to watch him, you know, because he's a typical dribbler. Uh, typical uh, wizard with with ball, you know, it's it's really lovely to see him uh, do some stuff with ball. But he has a big uh, big weaknesses in defending, in in pressing, and these are two things which are very important to to Tripišovski. So he was loaned out from Slavia to Liberec, a weaker Czech side. And uh, some of the fans were uh, pissed off, you know, because he was the kind of player you, as a, as a football fan, are looking forward to see them because they're, they're just lovely to watch. But he cannot uh, fulfill the system. He cannot fulfill, couldn't fulfill the, the role the coach wanted from him. And I think it's the best answer to your question. System is number one. And if you don't run, if you don't do the stuff for whole 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 game active pressing higher pressing you, you you cannot you cannot play in in slavia right now sounds like the romanian julian brandt <laughs> because <laughs> uh he is also uh, i would say a fan favorite everyone is excited about but uh his defensive contributions sort of uh, limit his playing time right now under Lucien Favre. But um, I have to disagree with uh, your head coach then because I don't think that Borussia Dortmund right now are all about running and intensity. Um, they are a, a bit more yeah, subdued. <laughs> Let's put it this way. They don't run as much, um, don't press as high um, as, as Slavia, which I thought was very impressive against Inter. And maybe you, you can talk briefly about this game because I think we saw quite well what Slavia are all about in this one because they really pressed into a lot. And I thought they, they really dominated the game, even if they don't have the individual quality. So, um, were you surprised that, um, they could translate their style from league play to the Champions League or not because they've already done the same in the Europa League the last season? Well, I would say that they kind of continue in the way they play against uh, European teams uh, from last season. Uh, I think, I'm not sure, but I think that uh, there wasn't any striker in the starting lineup, uh, any typical striker, which is the way how Trepeshovsky sometimes plays uh, in Europa League games, that uh, they, uh, they, he just put some, some winger to, to the top and he's just the guy who presses a lot and and so on and it's it's uh, one thing is that it's because that uh, we can see there's a weakness in in this uh, position in uh, current Slavia squad that Slavia doesn't have a striker who can who can shoot like i don't know 20 goals uh, for a season they don't have one the other question is if they need one because you know the style is uh, about uh, so, so, some some kind of playing, and when we saw the stats, uh, 
Tomáš Souček, which I think was the best uh, Slavia scorer or the second best Slavia goal scorer last season, he's a defensive midfielder. Uh, Josef Ušbauer, which is a central midfielder with some offensive potential and some defensive weaknesses, he scores a lot and so on. So Slavia maybe uh, also uh, fullbacks are scoring in Slavia, you know, because because that's one of the important aspects of Trpišovský's game that uh, they are running a lot. Uh, right to the box, you know, and uh, shooting to the, to the opposite, uh, uh, to, 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 the, to the target, uh, to the opposite bar. And uh, so maybe they don't need one. So the, the play against Inter, it, I wasn't surprised. Maybe I was surprised that uh, they played so well and maybe that Internazionale didn't play very well or... Because I really think that yeah, I know that... Yeah, you can say it on this podcast. Inter were shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was surprised of it because I know that Inter is... Inter, in, in recent years, Internazionale isn't the, the Internazionale uh, we were used to, to watch, like, I don't know, a decade ago. But I really thought that even, and I can say it as a little, as a little banter, as a, as a, as a Slavia fan, I can say it as a, as a little banter to, to Sparta Prague fans, which is the main rival of Slavia in, in Prague. Uh, Sparta played against Inter like uh, three years ago and they beat him in Prague. But that was when Frank de Boer was the coach, you know. Now Antonio Conte is the coach and I... I think that uh, Conte is one of the maybe best three or five managers uh, in, in the business. So I really think that uh, his uh, his addition to the, to, to the inter-organization would be a massive improvement. And I really think it would be very hard to take any points against Inter. And I would say after the match, I was I was in the pub with my friend and, and uh, all people in the t- pub were, were disappointed, you know. So we just we just make a point from San Siro or Giuseppe Meazza, and we were disappointed. And that's uh, the whole whole thing you can say about the game. Slavia was better in the game and could uh, could uh, win the game. And if you're asking me uh, if some if some something was like uh, surprising for me, it was the performance of David Hovorka, which is one of the one of the player I recommend you to watch uh, on Wednesday. He's the left center half. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, a centre-back, left centre-half, a centre-back. And he was one of the questions before the season because uh, the two guys, uh, two centre-backs, Simon Deli and Michel Ngadengadjui, left uh, to Belgium. And they were big guys, you know, like 190 centimetres, many kilograms and big guys through aerial du- duels, especially in Gade. And now, uh, instead of them, there was Hovorka, who is like 179 centimeters, a small guy, you know. 73 kilos, yeah. Yeah, and most of the Slavia fans were like, okay, so we have these two walls, you know, and now this, this little guy, is he, he will defend us uh, against, you know, the best attacks uh, in the world. And he played against Lukaku, who is a guy much more taller, much taller and much uh, stronger and bigger and so on. And he literally deleted him out of the page, you know, because uh, his, I would say, physical weaknesses, 
he can compensate, you know, with great uh, build-up play, with great positional play. He know when to break the line and go go forward. You know, he knows when to when to go go back. And he's a uh, he's dynamic and he has a great jump. He's he's got jump as a basketball player. You know, so even he's small, he won most of the area duels against Lukaku. So that was one thing that really impressed me. And I think it's a great uh, message, you know, for for the football, for the current football, that you don't need to have a centre-back who's like uh, two metres tall and, you know, and uh, a strong guy. You can have a small guy if he can compensate it with someone else. Something else. It sounds like Andrei Socrates propaganda, but okay. <laughs> or anti Zagadou propaganda. But um, yeah, your other center back, uh, Andre Kudela, is also not the tallest, right? He is 1 meter <laughs> 80, 82. It's not like you have a towering defense, but uh, if you can make it work, that's that's even better. Um, and the dynamism can definitely help with the position of play. I, I assume that they are pretty fast too, right? <laughs> All right. So then I. I would like to uh, talk a little bit about Petre Sevcik, who has mm -hmm. the assists in the league. Um, I don't know if he, he did not play in the Inter match, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is he available against Dortmund? And if so, in which position does he play? Well, that's a question. These are two questions and it's really complicated for me to answer both of them because the first question is, I don't know uh, if he will be playing because uh, he got a terrifying uh, start to the season. I think he had some great assists uh, in the second match against Teplice, but then he, he was left out of the squad. I think he was injured. Then he wasn't injured, but he didn't make it uh, to, the, to the roster, to the lineup. Then he was injured again and I don't know what his position is right in the moment but I'm quite sure he will not start in the starting lineup I've, maybe maybe he will I, I I don't know the and the second question is what position because he's kind of universal you know uh, he I think his most natural uh, position is the most uh, is the more offensive uh, uh, center midfielder uh, in in the in Doppelzax. You know, the 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 most more defensive one is Tomasz Sucek. He's kind of a classic of uh, Slavia lineup. He's the best player so far of of, of the side. And the second place is kind of is kind of mysterious in the moment because uh, a month ago I would say to you that uh, Alex Kral will be there. But he left to Spartak Moscow just, I think, uh, 24 hours after the after the proceeding to the Champions League. So there are like three candidates at the moment to to this position. Uh, one is Josef Hushbauer, uh, who is a great guy, a great player for for Czech League. But a lot of fans and also experts from television and newspapers says that uh, he's too slow for playing uh, in, in Europe, you know, because uh, he's not very good defensively or not so good as other players. He's not very active, you know, very fast. And uh, he doesn't have so much time to do his great offensive uh, moments uh, in Europe as in Czech League, uh, of course. But uh, because the I think the main main guy for the position now, which is Ibrahima Traore, uh, who played against Internazionale, 
he was injured. He was injured. And now he didn't even play on Saturday in the league match. And I would say, I don't know uh, what his uh, health, what his fitness is right now. Maybe there will be a press conference with Trpišovský, I think, uh, this, this evening. So we will know more. But he's the guy, if he will be healthy, he can play there. Uh, another option is Shevchik, but I'm not sure what his position in, in the squad is right now. Is he can also play at the at the number ten, but now that's the position for Nikolai Stanchu, but so I don't uh, really expect he will play there. And he also can play on the wings, uh, on the right wing or on the left wing. But I think these places are now uh, reserved for Peter Olajinka on the left side and uh, Lukas Masopus on the right side. So I think Shevchik uh, will not be in the starting lineup, and we will see if he will be in the on the bench. And uh, I would rec- I would uh, uh, mention another name, which is quite uh, interesting, and that's Jaroslav Zeleny. That's the guy who uh, was a substitute in the match against Internazionale. He uh, was on the page uh, instead of Traore, who was who was injured, and he played in the center in the center midfield. But he played there like maybe he played there some some games in Hradec Králové like four years ago, but he's a left-back. He's a backup left-back left to, to Jan Bořil and he doesn't have many space and many game time because of Bořil, because Bořil is playing very, very well. And now he was like, how to say it, uh, he just jumped, you know, to the, to the water and he swam and he swam very well. <laughs> so now he's a, maybe surprising, but a very good option uh to play in the center midfield. But I think uh, the, this this position is maybe the only one which is kind of kind of complicated in the Slavia squad because uh, all of the rest uh, 10 positions, maybe 9 positions, maybe we can speak about who will play uh, as, as a forward, as a striker, but all of the rest are quite clear uh, who are the best players for the for the posi- for each position right now. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking mostly forward to to the triangle up front. Um I, I thought that against Inter that's the one game of Slavia I saw so that's my only reference, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, but but uh Olajinko, Majupus and uh Stankyu or Stankyu um, were mm. were quite amazing, especially um Nicolai Stankyu was um uh a little bit frustrating to be honest because he had so many good motions and and actions that weren't quite finished the, the final pass the through ball didn't really come off when there was space hmm. but I, I think um for, for Dortmund he actually might be the biggest threat from open play um because he is very shifty and he can evade center backs quite quite nicely because he he finds the spaces that are dangerous and and actually uh left um yeah open by by other defenders so um that's just a very good instinct player let's put it this way mm-hmm. so i'm looking very forward to to see how he will deal against dortmund and then of course um what what's really um yeah dangerous to dortmund is the um the the two strikers up front just because of the way they press um dortmund so far have struggled severely if there were two strikers that were relentlessly pressing uh Dortmund's own center backs when Dortmund were building up. So this is something uh, to watch out for. And then um, 
Lastly, I have uh, one question left, <laughs> and it is how good is uh, Slavia at, on set pieces? Corner kicks, free kicks, how, how good do they execute them? Well, that was one of the reasons why Nikolai Stanchu uh, was, uh, uh, was added to the Slavia squad, because, of course, he's a great footballer. I would say he's the best. I don't want to say the best player, because for me, Tomáš Soucek is now the best player of Slavia Prague. But he's the best footballer in the in the skill skill uh, sense of the world. You know, he's really he really does great things with the ball, uh, great passes and so on. And also, he's a great uh, executor of set pieces. Uh, it's it's also uh, when he was in Prague, uh, a singer songwriter called Pokáč, a Sparta Prague fan, uh, wrote a, a piece about him. And one of the lies, lines in the, in the song was that his set pieces are really great to watch. So, of course, he's maybe maybe the main threat for for Dortmund defense in this kind of way. Uh, Josef Hushbauer, if he, he will play, also can play some great, uh, great corners and some great uh, free kicks. And maybe there's a little bit... Uh, a little disadvantage for for Slavia that they don't have Ngade and Deli anymore in their squad uh, because uh, of course he were they were um, big threats for opponents' defense because of their because of their physical appearance. Now Andre Kudela can 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 give some some goals from it, but there's a question if he, he will be playing because he was substituted uh, in the after the first half. Uh, on Saturday, and Michael Friedrich went there, but that's definitely a bigger, big, even bigger threat for Dortmund defense in this uh, in this conversation because he uh, scored many, many goals. Uh, he's a he, well, he's a center back or right back, but he can play. Uh, he can score uh, many, many goals. The other thing is that he's not uh, as good as center back and as so suitable to the current Trepeshovsky style of play as. Uh, as Kudela. So I'm a little bit afraid if Kudela will not be playing, uh, there will be Hovorka and Friedrich. Uh, Friedrich can have a problem with pressing from from BFOB, BFOB attackers and maybe with some build-up play because he's not as good as it uh, as uh, as Kudela. And maybe one thing I want to I want to mention before before we end the, the conversation. Uh, I think that uh, it's a pity that Slavia didn't win the match uh, at San Siro because I think it was a great opportunity opportunity to to make three points because it was the third match. Uh, it was the third, first match. Maybe they underestimate Slavia a little bit, you know. And uh, now I'm sure that Dortmund will not uh, be like not prepared very well. And also Lucien Favre. Uh, really knows the stadium and knows the team because when he was the manager of Nice in Ligue 1, he played a friendly uh, against Slavia in in Eden Arena. So in the in the stadium they will be playing tomorrow, and uh, they was they, they were smashed out of the pitch like one one to four, and the the Slavia team two years ago wasn't as strong as it's right now. So I think personally. He will be really. I know that Bafoba side is much uh, greater and more has more quality than this. But I think that's a memento for him, and he re he will be really well prepared for the game. 
Yeah, that remains to be seen, of course. Um, Dortmund haven't been all that well prepared in recent games. Of course, in the Champions League, um, they have done quite well so far. The one game against Barcelona was overall a success, even though the scoreline wasn't all that great. But at least they managed to uh, play really well. So maybe when they hear the Champions League tune, they can uh, yeah, shift into a higher gear and uh, beat Slavia and need... You know, they they need the three points definitely if they want to make it out of the group. I think that goes without saying. So, Jan, before I let you go, um, I would like to solicit a prediction from you for the game. So, what's the scoreline prediction for tomorrow? Well, I would like to say something like draw or something like that, but I think uh, Bethel Bear will win. And I think it will be like 3 to 1 for, for Bethel Bear. Yeah, 3-1 is also my prediction. Um I I really think that Dortmund after um yeah, two draws will feel the pressure and and yeah, churn out the good performance. Favre rested a couple of players on on Saturday, so um maybe this can help as well. So all there's left to say is uh, thank you, Jan. Um, please tell our listeners how to get in touch with you on Twitter and how and where to read your written work. <laughs> so maybe maybe you can put my uh, put my nickname on Twitter to to the to the uh, post uh, where you will be posting and posting the podcast. I'm I'm writing uh, mostly in Czech, so I think that w- will not be very interesting for <laughs> for your listeners. But on the other hand, I want to mention. Two names which I think are quite interesting uh, to, to watch for Dortmund fans or for fans of German football because there are two players uh, which are quite interesting in this uh, in this kind of conversation. The first one, and I will be very very brief. The first one is Vladimir Tsofal, uh, who is the right back of Slavia Prague, and in the summer there was a hot conversation that he will be joining uh, Freiburg. Uh, but the problem was that uh, the Slavia didn't allow uh, Freiburg to buy him. The the fee was uh, too low for them. I think I was like four four million of euros, but I'm not quite sure. So he he stayed in in Slavia. Maybe he was a little bit disappointed because he wanted to go to Bundesliga. Everybody wants to go to Bundesliga. So. It can uh, it can be interesting for for you guys who are uh, watching Bundesliga every week. Uh, if you will see his performance, you can say if it is suitable for for Bundesliga or the team. I would like to say f- from the lower uh, lower uh, place in tables, not but Freiburg is now playing very well, so uh, it's not it's not lower. And the second one is Andrei Kolas, uh, Andrei Kolas, which is the goalkeeper of Slavia. And he's the guy who is in great, great shape right now. Uh, he was the main man uh, in, in, in Cluj when, when they uh, managed to go go to the group stage of Champions League. He made some great saves against uh, Internazionale and he's perfect also in Czech League. And uh, Slavia already sent one goalkeeper uh, to Bundesliga two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And it was Jiri Pavlenka who is now in Werder Bremen. And now uh, some experts say that Kolas may be, uh, may be so, uh, as good as Pavlenka or some say even better than Pavlenka. So it will be maybe interesting to watch if 
his performance against BFOB will be uh, as good as the previous one. So there are two 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 hands uh, of two Slavia players who are quite interesting for me to watch to to a foreign foreign uh, football fan. Yeah, there have been a couple of question marks around Roman Burki. Uh, I don't know if Borussia Dortmund scouts will uh, observe other goalkeepers right now, but I'm sure they are. Um, we'll, we'll see, but uh, thanks for the suggestions. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stefan Butzko. You can find the entire Yellow Wallpot crew on Twitter and Facebook at Yellow Wallpot. If you want to subscribe to our show, please do that via iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or YouTube. And uh, if you want to read our written content, like previous interviews and, and other translations, please go to theyellowwall.net and pledge one buck to our Patreon to unlock it, and then you uh, have access to all our content. And uh, obviously, we will be back on Thursday with the podcast, then discussing the Bremen match and the Slavia Park game as well. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Until then, thank you for listening, and thanks, Jan, for coming on. Goodbye.